0: Hello, Max. How are you doing? Good, Quan. It's a pleasure to be here today. So, yeah, this is what I always do when I uh, invite people on. We have a question of the series or the question of the season. Um, if you've seen, like, episode two, you've probably heard that I asked Jake this too. Mm-hmm. But the question of the season is, what do you miss most from
1: home? I see. So, hi, guys. My name is Max. Uh, I was originally born in Saigon, Vietnam. And I moved to Canada four years ago to pursue higher education and to seek for new opportunities. I guess to answer the question of the series, what I miss most about home is that I guess it's just about the people, you know, my family, my friends back home, the food, of course. I mean, if you have been abroad for a while, you would know that the Vietnamese food here cannot compare to the real food back home. So that's... Definitely one thing that I miss. I also miss, you know, it's just the, just the city itself. Like how there's always traffic tram at like four or five in the afternoon, or like how there's a certain coldness in the morning when when you go to school or, or you when you go to work. Yeah, it's like the the very small things I would say that I miss about home.
0: Nice. Yeah, it's it's interesting that you bring up the coldness because uh. Well, you and I are both in Canada right now, and you know, it's it's cold most of the time. <laughs> um, yeah, no, thank you for sharing that. Um, a lot of us probably uh, feel the same way in terms of like missing home food. So yeah, let's let's get down to business, man. Um, I just, I've got a few questions here I want to ask you. So let's talk about your parents. What was it like before you leave home? Like, what were they like? Were they like really worried? have to have a lot of talks or like were they like crying a lot do you want to
1: share some something some of that with us <laughs> i i wouldn't say that they were crying but they were definitely um, emotional and they were um, worried for me i think because i have always been someone who um, stays at home a lot and um, back home my parents would not really let me go out late at night or like um, you know involved in um, activities that they're considering not good for you so like um, I would say that my parents are pretty protective so when I first starting to to plan my journey to Canada and actually moving here they were definitely worried how I would do when I live alone by myself and also how I can manage to to do like chores every day you know like how how can i do my own laundry how i can do the dish take care of myself and to also perform well in schools and to um, balance it out with my social lives too so my parents were definitely uh, worried um, for my mom she was emotional like uh, up to the point where we are packing and we were leaving oh um i forgot to mention my parents uh, accompany me when I moved to Canada, so they they flew over here with me, and um, they flew back when I started uh, my high school here. So um, they they definitely was they definitely were worried. So they they flew over with me and um, to make sure that I have everything um, settled and make sure that I will be comfortable with living by myself. Um, my dad, on the other hand, he was also worried and he he was he was actually more emotional compared to my mom like it was one of the the rare moment in life where I, I actually saw him shed a tear when we you know when when it's time to say goodbye and stuff so yeah it's definitely a very new experience to me sounds like uh your parents really love you man are you the only child yes i am the only child i think that's that's one of the one of the reason why they were so um so worried and so emotional cuz um when when I'm gone, then they would just be home with like my gran- grandparents and um, usually I would say the house without me, it's um, it's a bit dull, it's a bit, you know, like it's, it's just old people back home, so um, I, I definitely add a, a very um, fresh feelings to, to the house. I don't know how to, to describe it, yeah. What was the process
0: like to uh, convince your parents that you're going to be okay? Like how long did it take or what sort of things you have to tell them to to assure them?
1: Oh, that's a good question. Um, It definitely took some time, you know, because it's not something that you can just convince them overnight. Like mom, dad, I'm cool. You don't need to worry about me. It doesn't work like that, you know. Um, It took a bit of time, but I guess um, they only... Uh, I, I think they started to, to become less worried after maybe six months or like a year into my study here, because um, when, when they meet me again, after that period of time, they told me that um, they saw a change in me, how I am a bit different compared to when I first moved here, you know, like I was able to um, take care of myself I became more mature and more conscious of my my surrounding and and they also said that i wasn't um you know as as dumb as i thought (laughs) as they thought i was you know like like back home they would say that i was a slow kid and i would need help a lot but um i don't think that's the case it's it's because they were protective of me and they they tried to to give me as much um guidance and help as possible so that's what they thought i was a bit slow you know but after a while of me um being here and studying in canada i think they 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 saw a change in me and they saw that i can um, do well on my own so they became less worried um eventually i would say that a year into the a year into my study here
0: wow a year i mean that's that's pretty fast i mean well, I I moved overseas when I was ten, going to eleven, and I I it didn't it took like three four years maybe even until I'm like thirteen fourteen that my parents like you know would like call me every day. But after that, it's like once a week. But yeah, good on you, man. Um, so yeah, in episode one, I talk about this big departure thing, you know, the day when you leave for to pursue this uh, dream education that you and your family has always dreamed of. Do you want to describe that feeling? uh, you were having when you were waving goodbye at the airport and yeah. What's it like? Cause I know mm-hmm. for me and some other people, you know, when you go to the airport, it's only you going, but like your family bring the whole entourage with them, like your aunt, <laughs> <Yeah>. your uncle <laughs> and the whole party yin yang and whatnot. What was it like, man? Um,
1: as I have um told you previously, I was lucky enough to have both of my parents flew over with me, um, to Canada, but, um, exactly as you described there were a lot of families and you know like cousins aunts and uncle like the whole crew at the airport waving uh, goodbye to us I think it they were emotional but I wasn't as emotional because I was more excited to to start a new life in a new country and to put myself up again new challenges so um, I think for for my family for my relatives it's I would say that they were very emotional because um, like, to them, I'm not someone who would like to take risks and just move to a new country and start a new life. So they were a bit shocked and also a bit emotional. It's a mixture of both, but I know they mean well and um, I guess they told me a lot of um, good wish and they just hope that I do well here. and I saw some of my aunts cry it's I don't know like um, right now when I look back I kind of feel like I I appreciate how they they love me and stuff but back then I would say that to be honest with you it was a bit funny to me because I I don't really see why it was so emotional to them because I know that eventually I would you know visit uh, during the summer or um, somehow find a break that I can uh, go back home and visit them I know that it's not forever and it's not like a goodbye where you don't see each other for the next five to ten years so i i wasn't as emotional as them
0: well, it sounds like you can't wait to get out of there <laughs> <laughs> uh, well yeah no, that's what i thought when i left too but uh well i've been away from home for almost three years so yeah well to the kids listening at home like just cherish those moments would you agree that max
1: absolutely i would you know like um one thing i've learned over the year is to just like the small moment because those are the one that you remember the most when you look back, um, especially, you know, the time when you when you were able to um, hang out with like your friends, your family, people who you love. It's because um, I think that's something that we usually take for granted. Like it's just the very normal moments in life. And we, we were just probably thinking like, oh, it's nothing. It It's another moment. But actually those are most valuable to me when when i look back so to people who are coming over who are leaving the country leaving their home for the first time i would say definitely spend more time with your families try to cherish the moment where you're able to um you know just be around the one that you love that's something that you would miss a lot when you are like thousands of kilometers away from home
0: definitely and then with the time we are right now the the pandemic COVID 19 Uh, virus outbreak it just took away those uh chances of seeing people like before the pandemic you and i and a couple of other friends from high school would often meet up and now we're only calling each other through phones like this is it's a sad thing isn't it yeah well on on the note of like cherishing the moment when did it really hit you that you're about to study overseas for a really long time how do you face it? Were you, like, really nervous that, like, oh, yo, I'm, I'm not going to be, like, a kid anymore. I'm going to be here for a long time pursuing education and then a career and whatnot after that? Um, to the
1: people who are uh, in, in Vietnam and have not came to Canada yet, when you first move here, you have to um, set up some stuff, including, like, your bank account, um, get a debit card, maybe a credit card, maybe, and, um, you know, settle into your new place. I think when... Um, when I was at the bank for the very first time to um, set up my uh, bank account, that's when it hit me. Like, oh, wow, I'm becoming a, a, an adult with responsibility. I have to take care of myself. I have to be conscious of um, of how I spend money and how to manage uh, finance. It's It's definitely a new experience because back home, usually, to be honest with you, I was just coming to My parents are to my family's member for um, allowance when I need money to go out with my friends and stuff. Um, But now I have to, you know, take care of my own money and have to, you know, plan out how I'm going to spend X amount of money for the month, for the week, and how I can balance between, you know, going out with friends, creating a social life for myself, but also... um, not spending too much money and to be wasteful that's i think yeah um it hit me at when i was at the bank that i'm in charge of my own life right now and i will um i'll I'll be establishing a a long-term life here in canada
0: i i sort of felt the same uh Mm -hmm. feelings that you felt when i was at the bank too but i i think for me um it hit me when I was, like, arriving at the airport. Wow. And I had this sticker on my passport, but I haven't got my study permit yet. Oh. And I was queuing up at the immigration gate to see an officer that would give me my study permit. Mm-hmm. When she handed me that piece of paper, it's it, it kind of hit me because on that paper, my life literally depends on it. <laughs> like, if I don't have it, I'm out of the country for sure. Um, yeah. Yeah, it says things like, oh, I can only work, like. Um, a certain amount of hours per week during school and like i can't work as like a at a strip club or a massage (laughs) (laughs) like those kind of things you know like as a kid at home you can do whatever you want uh -hmm. your parents pretty much got you covered but now like you're gonna know your boundaries and know where to draw the lines and yeah i mean for sure yeah it's yeah it's just part of it you know the the study of your board life and I'm just a, a bit curious, how do you end up with the particular high school that you went to in uh, Toronto?
1: Oh, um, I'm not sure how the high school system works at the moment right now with the whole pandemic and whatnot. But um, back then when I was applying to go to Canada, we, have, uh, we had a list of high school, public high school that international students can choose to attend. It's a very short list, maybe like six schools in um, the Toronto area under the Toronto District School Board. Um, so, you know, like I went over all six of them, you know, look at the area that they are in, read some reviews online, and also try to find the school that best suits my um, my ambition in terms of my career and also, you know, balance it, balance it out with if, the area is sketchy or not and if it's like in a decent neighborhood so I end up with um, a high school called Northview Height in um, in North York you know uh, it's it's near the intersection intersection between um, Bathurst and Finch uh, I think that's that's a pretty decent high school that international students can choose from I would highly recommend it because you know of my classmate who went there end up in very good uh, universities and also the teachers at the school are were um, decent too like they knew what they were doing and um, the neighborhood itself was good so i i would recommend that high school but um there are, certain, there are other options that international students can can choose from from my experience i know a lot of international high uh, high school students choose to go to a private school where you know you pay a bit more money and um, you're in smaller classroom, but um, usually you are able to to get, I would say, an easier education. Um, and no offense to the people who chose that route, though. But um, from what I heard, that's um, that's how private school work. Like they would go a bit easier on you compared to to public school. And um, usually, what I heard was that, you know, for uh, say my university for Waterloo, the school would not like as like it as much if the student come from a private high school in Toronto compared to say like a public school because they know that in private high school there are chances where your score may be skewed by um, certain factors I mean it's just the way that it is I'm not trying to be offensive to the people who are going to private high school or who who went there But um, yeah, that's something that people who haven't been to Canada should consider, maybe taking the public high school route, because I would say that's safer and um, it would provide you with a more diverse experience, because in public high school, you are involved in a classroom with people from um, multiple backgrounds of um, ethnicity and also um, experience, because for me, when I went to high school in a in a public um, school, it was, you know, like a combination of um, kids from, um, from Canada, of course, kids from India, um, Iran, and different countries in uh, Asia, for like, for example, South Korea, like China, of course. It's, it's a lot of um, new experience. You get to interact with a lot of different people, you know, learn a lot of new things. Well, for private uh, high school, from those that I have the chance to visit and the chance to know, usually it's just a lot of um, international kids and very uh, minimal amount of um, native student. So you wouldn't get that much uh, chance to experience uh, new cultures and to you know practice your English because if you're in an, if you are in an environment where you're always speaking um, Vietnamese or like Chinese, then that's how it is you know so you you don't get to to learn that much more
0: that's some very good point because i faced the same thing when i was in boarding school like all the viet kids would like um you know join in together all the chinese kids they, they form their own cliques and yeah. they don't progress in their uh, language skills so you went to high school in canada and you graduated from that same high school and eventually that school took you to where you are right now with the university of waterloo Congrats, by the way, top school. Thank you. Thank you. Um, do you ever wish that you had finished high school like in Vietnam? Oh, um,
1: I would say that parts of me wanted to finish high school in Vietnam because of the people. Um, I I went to um, the Canadian International School um, in District Seven in Ho Chi Minh City. Uh, that's where I spent. A majority of my childhood there you know from from grade six up to grade ten you know i get to know a lot of people there um make some lifelong friends there you know and i was very familiar with the schools and the people who who went there so i would say that part of me wished that i could have stayed and completed my whole high school journey with you know some of my closest friends um, but some, but now when I look back, I feel like if I were to stay um, in Vietnam and stay at CAS, I would not have grown that much and I would not have met some other amazing people that I have had the chance to meet here in Canada. Um, but there was one incident where I where it kind of took me right back to Vietnam and it made me wish that I didn't attend here, which, which was my um, high school graduation ceremony. Uh, If any of you are looking forward to that, I advise you to um, maybe lower your expectation because for some high school here in Canada, the graduation ceremony is kind of trash. Like for my school, I know that they hire like a wedding venue and the stage is like very low and the whole place just look kind of sketchy. And, you know, like some people are are saying like um, your prom nights and uh, your high school graduation ceremony is, are like the two most important milestones for high school students, but I would disagree because, you know, those are two um, overrated experience. I would say, uh, for me in Canada at least. Um, yeah, like the, the the graduation ceremony for my high school was so bad. Like it was, it was just unprofessional and um, how they run it kind of disappointed me a lot that I, that got me right back to thinking I should have stayed back home and, you know, graduate with my friends and attend, like, a proper ceremony with all my loved one and all my close friends. Yeah, that's the only time. That's uh,
0: <laughs> that's very interesting. Because, like, well, I have a few Canadian friends here and they would say their graduating class have, like, 300, 400 people. Was it the same for you?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was. I mean, the graduation day is just basically a day where you wear um like business casual clothes and you put uh, a gown over you during a hot summer day so like it's just very hot. you have to sit through like maybe 300 names uh, being called on the stage before you depends on your name um but yeah it's the crowd is huge with just a lot of high school students high school seniors and also their parents as well, so you guys can imagine how you have to stay in the venue with hundreds of people, and you have to sit there and wait for your name to be called for maybe like thirty seconds on the stage. So, I I mean personally, I'd say that it's not worth it, but um, I wouldn't advise you to to skip it either. Like, you know, it's it's a bad experience, but it's something that you should experience it's the best way that i can put it
0: well yeah it's well hopefully it's the only time in your life right yeah um yeah no it's uh contradicting to that i i get why you wanted to uh graduate at home because well we went to the same high school right yeah and for my graduating class uh there were only 18 of us mm-hmm. so it was a bit more of a personal touch in, in terms of like you know you have a little bit more time on stage and that the crowd is smaller, and you know you kind of know everybody around. But it is what it is. Yeah. Uh, moving overseas, like you mentioned, that oh, like you learn a lot. You met a lot of wonderful people. Mm-hmm. Do you think moving early is a good trade-off for a uh, better familiarity
1: with the country? Um. Definitely, I would say that I advise students who are uh, studying in Vietnam if they're planning to to establish a career or like a life in canada they should move early i would say grade 11 because if you move earlier than that you cannot lose out on a lot of valuable high school experience back home but if you move later than that you miss out on the opportunities to to fit in into the canadian culture um, you might have heard a lot of people saying that oh don't worry uh, canada is easier to find compared to the United States. But I don't think that's exactly um, true. Um, because for, for me personally, when I first moved here, there's a lot of um, getting used to, you know, like um, being able to learn how to make friends in Canada. Like they, they don't talk the same way as people back home. You know, they the way that they hang out with each other and the way that they treat each other are different compared to what I'm familiar with. Um, also the education system, because the way that um, Canadians teach students here, it's way different compared to how, um, you know, professors back home teach high school kids and also in universities too. So I would say that a student need to move early to get used to, to the environment, you know, get used to um, being on their own, um, you know, find some friends who can support them along the way. Personally, for me, I was um, fortunate enough to know a bunch of people before coming to Canada. Um, I still spend time with them to this day. You know, for example, um, I met people in my high school um, who are still good friends. And because, you know, I was able to join them early before grade 12, I was able to, you know, get to know them and um, being able to join their clique because I noticed that um, if you enter the school in grade 11, people have already established their defense groups. So it's a bit hard to, you know, just break into one. But um, if you started in grade 11, then you have a bit more time uh, to, to you know, get to know them and to be able to, to ease in, into the culture. And one thing that I noticed is also the language because what we learn in school back home is proper English, but when you move here, you will notice that a lot of people use slang—the
0: Toronto slangs.
1: <laughs> yeah, to learn a lot of uh, Toronto slang, you know, like the way that they speak and um, the way that they use word are different compared to how we learn it. Like back home, you know, when we when I see the word bear, it's mean that a lot or like you know like like bearskin, you know. But here in Toronto, it means a lot. So like um it's like i get what you're talking
0: about cuz like for like international students like us if we want to go overseas we have to take those um english um proficiency tests mm-hmm. and like when you speak in those tests is like really different from how local speak
1: yeah 100% you know like um and also we're so used to like um english tests that have people uh, speaking in you know like british english or like um with like a very proper accent. But when I move here, you know, I meet people who, who speak English with a touch of, you know, Chinese accent, touch of Persian accent, or like, you know, just what they consider a hood English. <laughs> so like, it's it's a lot of uh, slang and like, you know, like just getting to, to know those people and um, to be able to fit in, yeah. Cause I feel like if you move here um, for your first year of university, it's a bit too late. Um, if you move when you're like 18 already, then it's a bit hard to adjust yourself to the culture. I would say I suggest I suggested people to move in grade 11 because um, you would be like what 16 at the time, and that's when you are starting to gain conscious of your surrounding to understand the word a bit deeper. And um, I would say that that's like the the right time to to move to another environment because you kinda get the best of both words. Word. Uh, word world, word. world? <laughs> where <laughs> world world yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like um you kinda get like um the traditional value and you know very very good core characteristic of the Vietnamese culture, but you also get to know like um, the new ideology and how to view the world and a very different perspective in canada so like it's a mixture of both if you move too early then um you are overwhelmed by the canadian culture and you lose part of yourself who you are your heritage but if you move too late then you're basically full-on Vietnamese and you lose other opportunities to to embrace the canadian culture
0: right well thank you for uh sharing with us and it just sounds like you know with the experience you have um in toronto uh make you a bit more confident and do you think moving early like really gave boost to that confidence because you you mentioned earlier um in the show that like your parents uh, or your friends and your family wouldn't think that you're like the risk taker type and you're were, you were a quiet kid mm-hmm. and hearing you speak today we, we just can't really picture that you know you being someone who's like uh would not want to try new things or discover new things so does that move when you were early, that, that transition? Did that help with your confidence that you
1: have right now? Um, For sure. I mean, moving here and, you know, being in a completely new education systems and getting um, to know, like, a whole new bunch of people, it's it pushed you to be out of your comfort zone and to, to try new things. Like, back home, I wouldn't, like, go out to... A certain place or do certain activities, because I I would consider them to be like you know risky or like um, not appropriate in in my parents' terms. But because uh, <laughs> your mom says no. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, like it's it moving to Canada push you to you know to be stronger to be by yourself. You have to handle the tough time, but also celebrate the good times with um, who you have. Um, around you you know it's it's a lot of uncertainties that you have to get used to because you have to learn a lot of new things and you know being in a country that is not your home it could be a bit different in the beginning where you kind of um I would say that some people were lost because they don't know um why they were there and like how they can succeed and thrive in this environment but um yeah but it, it pushed you like it it forced you to to look back into yourself, to reflect on who you are, who you want to be, um, what do you value, who do you want to have with you on this journey. And it's, it's a lot of self-discovering and um, being able to handle um, tough situation before coming here. I would say that I was... Even more awkward, like I would know how to. Yeah, to, I remember like, you, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah it, it was bad. Like you know, if if you're my close friend and you have witnessed some very iconic moment of of myself, <laughs> you know, like doing stupid stuff in front of the whole school or like the whole uh, the whole cohort of students who went to prom, but um, <laughs> yeah. Oh wow. Yeah, but like after moving here. It's um, it's a lot of new things. Like I know I know that it sounds repetitive, but it's a lot of new things, and and you have to get used to to different um tasks in life. You have to um, push yourself into new situation where you don't know how to handle yourself. But you know it's it's learn it's hands on learning, and and you just gain more confidence as you um solve certain uncertainties and you know when you push to in life you just it just gain traction and you become more aware of who you are and why you should be confident
0: yeah man well just thank you so much for everything you've shared today i i am pretty sure there are listeners out there who uh who have taken a lot of notes but we're just moving on to our last question of the day here um mm-hmm. It's The big question here is that we've we've been talking all day about, you know, getting ready and being prepared. But this question always comes up with me. A lot of people always ask me this is that, can you ever be prepared enough? What do you think?
1: Hmm. Um, I mean, it's, wow, that's, I would say that that's a very deep question. Like, you know, when you talk about preparing, it's a lot of uh, different aspect for you to prepare. You know, some would say that preparing mean like um, packing the right um, outfits, you know, packing the right stuff to prepare yourself. Um, but for me, I would say that the most important things to prepare is to, to be mentally prepared. And I don't think that you can ever be prepared enough for any situation because um, it could go really well or it could all go south very quickly. So um, I think that the most important things for a uh, listener out there is to prepare yourself mentally, you know, like um, have a talk with your parents, have a talk with your friends, you know, for them to to offer you emotional support before you go and to make sure that, you know, they can be there for you when you need them after you have um, left the country. It's a lot of, um, I mean, I have met a lot of people who did not um, survive here. Like they eventually came back home because you know, after, after stress of being in a new country a new education systems, it's, you know, the sadness and the winter blues, but, um,
0: oh boy, don't even get me started on that.
1: <laughs> yeah. Like it's, you, you have to be mentally strong and you have to have a good um, network of support emotionally or like, um, physically, if someone can be there for you during tough times, cause there will be tough time. I would say that. So it's again. You have to be mentally strong to be able to push through all of the hardship. You know, there'll be time where you may not be doing well in school. You know, sometimes your part-time job sucks, or you know, you can find like a co-op terms, a a op placement. So it's it's very uh, it's a lot of challenging uh, issues you may face. But yeah, y- you should prepare to to go through. Um, Thick and thin and to be there for yourself, to be there for um, the people behind you who, su- who support you. So you just don't don't give up. That's very important. Yeah, but to go back to your question, I say that there is n- not enough preparation for for a new situation like moving to a country like Canada, I would say.
0: Uh, yeah, thank you so much, Max. Um, yeah, we obviously learn a lot. Uh, and yeah we we just want to thank you again for coming on the show uh, we would love to have
1: you back later on uh, would you want to come back for sure it's always um, my pleasure to to talk to you and to to give back to the community when I have a chance to um, yeah for sure if in the future you you want me to be on um, want the talk for another episode with like maybe a different topic to share with listener at home I would it would be my pleasure to come back.
0: All right. Well, yeah, to the listeners who are listening to us, um, if you want Max to come back, uh, go on our social media pages, Facebook, Instagram. Let us know how you feel about um, his advice. And yeah, once again, we will provide his um, contact information uh, on LinkedIn, on our social media websites. So uh, feel free to reach out to Max. Thank you for you know offering that uh that contact point for those who are
1: willing to learn more and yeah thank you so much for today max yeah no it's it's a it's a pleasure of mine it's always great to talk to you kwan and uh, to listen at home if you have any question you can uh, reach out to me through my LinkedIn, and uh, we'll see from there
0: all right thank you for listening my name is kwan i'm your host and uh till next time